a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn. You still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Lou, and we have a very special episode today. This is our first episode where we're going to have a guest on. So, coming all the way from Austin, Texas, he is charismatic, intelligent, was the king of Memorial High School, and will be the king of the world someday. We got Scott Fonseca. Scott, how's it going, buddy? Happy to be here, Jonah. I'm doing well, thanks. Dude, what's up? So, Scott and I have been friends for 13 13- 14 years, something like that, right? Something like that, yeah, quite a while. Pre-K, kindergarten, somewhere in there. And, I mean, yeah, we're just nerd buddies. We like bonding over all that sort of stuff. It's just a fun thing. Absolutely, yeah. And so, okay, since this is your first time on, I'm going to ask you to give a brief profile of yourself. So if this is y'all's first time listening, when I have someone on, I'm going to be profiling them. I'm just going to have them give me their favorite movie, favorite character, favorite show and if they could have a lightsaber color uh, what color would it be so scott why don't you run through that for us real fast all right it's so my favorite movie rogue one actually favorite uh favorite character i love me some obi-wan favorite Oops. tv show it's gotta be mandalorian yeah and my lightsaber color okay this is the hardest one um part of me deep down wants to do red but i think i gotta go green Green? Gotta go basic green. Yeah. Yeah. He's a force sensitive man. Jedi counselor. I like You already know. You already know. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Okay. I love that. Dude, I love that Rogue One's your favorite movie. That makes me happy. That's like my second favorite. I think, yeah, it's just a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's just dive right into this. So, what we're going to be talking about today is essentially just our favorite things about each of the Star Wars movies. And, uh, yeah, just we're going to try to avoid spoilers if we can, but obviously that's not necessarily going to be uh, completely possible. So if y'all haven't watched the movies yet, go ahead, go back to my first episode, uh, go through where I go through uh, what the best order to watch all of the Star Wars content is, and then you can come back. This podcast will still be here whenever you're done. So without further ado, let's go into our very first ever segment of I Have Spoken. I Have Spoken. All righty. Welcome to I've Spoken, folks. So, first off, we're going to start just with our favorite things about Star Wars in general. Scott, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, You go for it. You go for it. I want to hear this. Okay, perfect. I mean, I think that Star Wars just as a whole, I think it's the best escape that I've found in a franchise of any kind. Like, because I'm, I'm a huge Marvel guy. I love Harry Potter. I love Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. But I think out of all of those, Star Wars is the one that I've been able to emotionally connect with the most um and i i like to watch movies just in general to go somewhere else i don't want to have to worry about what's wrong with the world when i'm watching a movie there's i think there's a time and a place for it but with star wars and stuff like that i like just an escape i want to go into that world and become a member of the grand army the republic or the rebellion or any part of that amazing universe and i think that um star wars is just the best escape that i've found and not yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i couldn't have said it better i think that's a that's this great point like there's no earth on star wars it's like yeah it's kind of it's everything is out of this world and probably to our benefit right to our benefit exactly. yeah yeah so i think also for me like the 
thing about Star Wars is that it's so grand and uh, it's like different planets a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it's obviously also very grounded in the human element of it. And it's like, it's conflict between families or it's, it's just um, essential trade disputes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really, um, it's spectacular, but it's grounded in a way that I think makes it really enjoyable for anyone who wants to watch it. I completely agree, dude. There's something for everybody in it, and and I think that that's 100 another thing that's that's super super amazing about it. Um, okay, you got anything else, or do you want to just jump straight into the movies? Let's jump into the movies. I'm excited Let's for do this, it, man. Okay, once again, spoiler warning: if you haven't watched these movies, go ahead and stop this now. If you don't want to hear any possible possible spoilers that we're gonna throw around, uh. But if not, we're going to be going in release order, which is the way that you should watch these movies um, if it's your first time watching them. Uh, so first off, we're going to go with episode four, A New Hope, all the way back in 1977. Uh, so for me, I love this movie. I mean, it's just the OG Star Wars. There's a certain element yeah. of nostalgia. I wasn't even like, it's not even nostalgia like I was around when it came out, but it's just like it feels it has this like warm and safe feeling to it almost that it's like, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. And I just think it holds up wonderfully too. I think that it's still just a joy to watch and I really enjoy it. I get what you mean. Yeah. At its time, it was just visionary, right? It's yeah. the CGI was like out of this world and, and it's just, it's just a great, just a great movie that for, with good reason captured the attention of the world. Exactly. Yeah. And I love there's a great documentary. It's up on Disney Plus. I don't know where else it is, but it goes into George Lucas making the original trilogy. And just I love hearing about his processes and like essentially everyone was like, this isn't going to work. Like no one's mm. going to want to see this. And he just he kind of just pushed through and ended up creating one of the most iconic movie franchises in cinematic yeah. history. So I just think absolutely. It's, it's absolutely incredible. and. Just, just, I like the little plug for Disney Plus there. Exactly, of course. Got to, I'm not getting got to support the corporate parents. I just you know? I, yeah, I just support the machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, anything else? Or are we just gonna keep on? Keep Man, on? I think uh, there are lots of moments that stand out for me in terms of just when they're running through the Death Star and just the whole design of the building yeah. is just something that you never really see otherwise. Like all these, like it's like these shapes that are like black and white and like, it just looks awesome. You're, you're completely immersed in every world you're in. Yeah. And a moment when like Han Solo's on Tatooine mm -hmm. and you first see him for the first time, you, you kind of think like, wow, this character is very different. Like the, the cantina it, scene it, is just absolutely exactly. fantastic. Yeah. It all stands out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And yeah, I, I do love how distinct the different locations are. Like you really feel like you're, like, it's not like, oh, these were all just different locations on Earth. Like, you really feel like you're traveling around the galaxy. And I think that that's a really special thing in Star Wars. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. Moving right along to Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5. Honestly, like, I, I very recently developed an appreciation for this movie because I think a lot of people attribute this to being, like, the best movie in Star Wars, which I sure. yeah, personally, I, that I never really thought that as a kid just because it wasn't quite as like well first of all i already knew all the the big twist at the very end but 
um, which I think was what drew a lot of people to it initially. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I always found it a little bit boring. But as I've grown up, I really appreciate the writing. I think that it's one of the best written Star Wars movies, personally. I love the locations. Um, and I think that it kind of turned uh, a lot of cinematic conventions on its head, especially with like the big twist at the end and kind of how the movie ends just in general. I think that that was kind of ahead of its time in that regard, but that's kind of... It, in terms of like, as a sequel, it just knocks it out of the park, right? Exactly. Yeah, it builds I don't know if you it. ever heard... Yeah. I once heard Mark Hamill like on this talk show tell this story about um, just the press that episode five was getting when it first came out because obviously episode four was so loved by the world and there was a, a piece about how Lucasfilm leaked something to the press that Obi-Wan was going to be the bad guy. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Like, no, I didn't. There was something about it. I'm, I hope I'm remembering that because now it's on a podcast. But um, <laughs> no worries, no I worries. think there was some something like that where they just they, – they knew there was going to be a twist, but the twist was just completely unexpected. That's was crazy, yeah. And thought. Mark Hamill and like – the and I guess um, – uh, James Earl Jones, who really, and obviously George Lucas and the people that filmed it, were really the only ones that knew about that twist at the very end. Yeah, and um, and he had to keep that secret. And like, I remember, like he was talking about how Harrison Ford was like, "Hey, kid, you didn't sleep and tell me about that." Like, <laughs> like during the premiere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But like nobody knew. Like they kept it so under wraps. And it was very reminiscent of like I think like what marvel's doing now where it's just ev nobody knows the full story like everybody's given like half a script exactly, <laughs> no yeah, one gets exactly. to know everything wasn't it originally that obi-wan killed your father wasn't that what i think that may have been what was in the script i think maybe something like that yeah something like that yeah they, 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 there are really a lot said, of different iterations, but yeah. We really said we were going to try and avoid spoilers at the beginning of this, and then yeah, exactly. straight to the end. Okay, well, I might as well just just clear that up, because I'm I'm sure people aren't, like, it, this, the twist we're talking about is that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like, that's what we're talking about. We're Whoa. We're being vague about it. Dude, I'm sorry. Right, I'm I glad that, you said spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, yeah. we're... We're, we're dancing around it, but might as well just say it. At this yeah, we're um, in too deep now. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So apologies if that was a spoiler for anybody, but I did give an ample spoiler warning. Now go back to episode one and watch Exactly. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure you do this right. Uh, okay. So I think that we can go on to episode six, Return of the Jedi. I think that this is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Like I think it's yeah, just I such a one. fun movie. I love the opening sequence, even though it doesn't make too much sense. Like if you look at the plan on paper. Um, I just think that it's super fun. Uh, I think that the central conflict of it is super compelling. I love Luke's struggle between the light and the dark. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the ending duel is super powerful. And I love Ian McDermott as the Emperor. I think that it's, yeah. I, I was just about to say that. Yeah, getting to see Emperor Palpatine almost more in this one was exactly. incredible. Yeah. yeah, and I think the crazy thing is George Lucas cast like, 30 to 40 year old to play this super ancient looking old dude back in whenever they first did this. And then he could reprise his role as like an appropriately aged person whenever they made the prequels. I just think that that foresight was super interesting. And the fact that he could think that far, or I don't think that he thought that far ahead, but the fact that it worked out like that was, is, is really cool. No, that's insane. More props to him. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, do you got anything else to say about Return of the Jedi, or should we just move into the prequels? Um, Ewoks, wow, what Ewoks, an addition. Dude. Ewoks, they were wow. integral to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, let's move to the prequels. Let's, let's move to the prequels on that note. <laughs> um, okay, Phantom Menace, episode one. Um, for me, I love Liam Neeson in this movie. Like, yeah. I think that he's yeah. kind of the, the standout. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Darth Maul, obviously. And I think you'd agree with me when I said Duel of the Fates. Yes, Duel yeah. of the Fates, obviously. That I have that that's my next point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's I, that's that's the, the the best part of the movie. Um and yeah, I think that it's it is a super interesting because I saw I don't remember from the Mandalorian behind the scenes uh, gallery. Dave Filoni talks about how like it's called it's the duel of the fates because it's essentially the fate of Anakin and whether or not he's going to have a master who's essentially suitable to teach him in Qui-Gon or someone who's a little less prepared in Obi-Wan. Wow. I think that I just think that's a super cool way of looking at that fight. So that is a very cool way. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think this movie gets a little more I think it gets a bad rap for just what it is. I think that it's better than people give it credit for. I think that the bureaucracy and all the, all that kind of, I don't know, the, the, the politics do get a little bit boring, but I think that overall it's a lot better than people give it credit for. I'd agree with that. I I totally agree. Yeah. I think the, the actor who plays Anakin is great. Yeah. He's like, he's a, he he did a good job. Yeah, exactly. A little wide eyed boy. Like he's just, yeah. I think that he plays the part really well. Yeah. Um, Okay, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Okay, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Um, well, I have less good things to say, but um, <laughs> it's, um, but I do love Ewan McGregor. I think that he's a standout throughout the entire trilogy. Of course, I really yeah. like Django Fett. I think that he's awesome. Yeah, I love the time on Camino. I think that's all really cool. And I love Geonosis. Yeah, I was going to say Geonosis, um, yeah. I think Geonosis is the obvious standout in this movie. Absolutely. Um, but but yeah, I think that the writing could be better, the acting could be better. But I think overall, I, I, I still really enjoy this movie. I watched it yeah. pretty recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think that it has the best line in cinema history, which is... I, I, I don't sand. like sand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Person rough and irritating and it gets everywhere i I think that's (laughs) you can't beat that that's just you can't it's just it's it's peak cinema man it it really is the character (laughs) development the character development is just off the charts yeah (laughs) i am haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me (laughs) you do a pretty good hayden christensen i don't know whether to take that as a compliment or (laughs) Uh, true 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 it's a compliment it's a compliment i promise (laughs) okay thank you um, but yeah, you got anything else for that? Um, I'd say the Yoda Dooku is pretty cool. Yeah. That fight. Yeah. 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 For, for Ataru, we get to see that in action. That's Yoda's main lightsaber. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Fun fact. I didn't actually know that. There you go. Fun fact. I'll have a whole episode on lightsabers and lightsaber fighting styles, uh, in the future, but that's a little sneak peek. All right. There um, you go. Uh, anything else <laughs> on Attack of the Clones? Uh, episode three, let's do this. Episode three, let's go. Uh, okay, Revenge of the Sith. This is my favorite thing. So my first bullet point is just everything. 
which is everything sure I, I definitely have stuff that I, I don't like quite as much about this movie but this is my favorite star wars movie um and man I just I love so much about it, but I, I condensed what I love about it to Ewan McGregor once again. I think that he carries this movie along with Ian McDermott once again. Mm-hmm. I think that yep. he shot. I think that he is the standout. I I love. I just think that he's fantastic. Like it's, the way that he can act in a yes. way that the audience knows, but you can exactly. tell the character the characters yeah. don't know with good reason. I think that's. And, this is another one that I've watched behind the scenes on. And he's like, he's a stage performer. Like he's used to performing in the theater. So like every take of his apparently was just perfect. Wow. And he like, and he gave like George Lucas a bunch of stuff to work with. Like he kind of gave different little nuanced performances throughout and he's just, but he's a pro. And so he was just, and I just, I that just gives me that much more respect for him as an actor. Yeah, it's just no, it's, he, it's that's, he's a very impressive guy yeah it's his movie that's it's his movie so yeah. it's it's super cool and mustafar is oh my gosh yeah incredible. yeah and the, the I, high I, ground I, memes that have been spawned from that exactly are too good yeah. high ground no. yeah you can't high ground high ground um <laughs> have you seen that robot chicken skit where it's just no. everyone just saying high ground over and over again <laughs> um but I, I think I said this in another video, but, and this is one, once again, a behind the scenes thing, but the Mustafar sequence had its own separate production facility and production team. Like wow. it was essentially the rest, like the first, the rest of the two and a half hours were in one place. And then that like 12 minute fight sequence was in Australia, like just in a completely different location which is super cool there's a whole documentary on youtube where it kind of goes into the the people that were behind making that scene possible and it's super interesting um and it's just i I think it's a super emotional fight scene it's just it's it's what it's my favorite duel in all of star wars and then obviously we get see mace windu shine which is my guy yes um samuel l jackson so good so good to love yeah, and uh, and Order sixty six is just heartbreaking, and I think that that's another reason that I really love this movie. But I, I've been talking over you a bit, so what, what no, do you no, no, say? you're good. I was just like, I think the fact that we all know what happens in Episode four, mm-hmm. I think for any reasonable person that could like make the movie less, exactly. I don't know, exciting. Yeah, you'd think, oh, because I know what's going to happen after. I know what's going to happen in this movie, but that really just is not the case at all. Exactly, and that's, that's yeah. why it makes this such a good movie. Like, yeah, it it keeps you on your toes, even though exactly you know how this ends because exactly you know where it's going after this, you know but the yeah. ending, but the ride is just absolutely worth it. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's crucial when you're making a prequel movie of any kind, where you you need to keep your audience engaged, even though they know what comes after. It's a very good point. Yeah, and so. And so, yeah, just mad respect, and it has a special place in my heart, even though the lines of dialogue aren't always the best. <laughs> Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 we pay attention to the other stuff. <laughs> we move past it, yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to episode seven, Force Awakens. We took a yes. huge jump in time. I mean, when did – I think that's, that's 12 years between – I think Revenge of the Sith came out in 2003 or something. And then it wasn't until 2015 that we got Force Awakens. I think that 
and this is true across all of the sequels, I think it's visually just magnificent. Oh my gosh, yeah. It looks just so good. Those um, scenes on Jakku, yeah. the scenes in the destroyed Star Destroyer, just exactly, dude. Amazing. It's just it's awesome. I think it really, I think it does a good job of balancing old with new. It gets a lot of flack for being too much like uh, a New Hope, but I think that I think that they kind of needed to do that. Like it was a safe play, but it was also necessary because if they just jumped right out of the gate being too different, everyone was going to bash them for it. Um, and so I think that it was a safe and a good call to kind of emulate because like George Lucas has already said, like Star Wars is like poetry. It rhymes. Like mm, there's a lot yeah. of repeating okay. uh, elements. And so I think that it worked and I think that they did a great job with it. I um, totally agree. I think yeah. they, they could go one of two directions, like make it very Star Wars or make it like not Star Wars at all. And exactly. I think they, they, they tended to the former. And I think that's, yeah, I, I love that movie. The characters introduced. Finn Same. is so cool. Yeah. John Boyega. And then Ray, played by Daisy Ridley, obviously. And Kylo, Amazing. dude. And Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. How could I how could I even not mention him in the, the top? Star two? of the show, man. Um and yeah, I think that I think that they did a really good job of setting up those characters uh to kind of get you interested, kind of hook you in to be yeah. interested in how their characters are gonna be developed moving forward. Like just uh, very, very interesting people and very very well set up i, I yeah. totally agree yeah and for those of you who don't know we're saying like making it more or less like star wars because this is the first movie that was made under disney whenever disney acquired star wars so if you're not familiar with that history this was just that the, the first kind of step into that universe for them and so there was a lot of kind of speculation about how that was going to go also i think harrison ford is fantastic in this movie i think oh yeah just I think incredible. the scene of like Harrison Ford and Chewbacca when they yeah. come into the Millennium Falcon. Chewie, we're home. Man, Hayden Christensen and Harrison Ford. I think you can do I, I got, I got you. I got you. I think um, one of your episodes of your podcast should just be you reading a Star Wars script and doing. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm down for that. If, if hey, special below. special podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. If, if you if want, you want that. me to just. <laughs> reenact an entire I, I will be commenting I will be commenting below to make this happen I hope you join me <laughs> perfect hashtag release the Jonah cut yes. um, <laughs> um, okay perfect I think we can move on to your movie Rogue yo one. my guy Rogue yeah. One okay I'll let you start with this one it's man everything about this movie it feels gritty it feels real it feels like it's an in the trenches type movie all the characters are flawed yet really interesting. So it was flawed, so that makes them really interesting, I should say. Yeah. Um, gosh, Jin Erso, having that kind of background of just being a, a someone who runs from city to city and planet to planet to be unnoticed, and then all of a sudden have to save the rebellion. Yeah. Man, I, th I think it's I think it's a great movie. It's just it's it, aesthetically as well. It looks yes. so nice. It's so. That that shot of the star destroyer over Jetta, I, I don't exactly. I don't know if you could beat that. Yeah, the little eclipse. It's so yep, good. yep, yep, yep. So yep. good. Oh. Um, yeah, I like to call it the world's most expensive plot hole explanation, which like in the most affectionate way. Yeah, because like, no, this is absolutely. my this is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Like this is just yeah. barely behind Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was very fresh and new, kind of after uh force awakens was a little more reminiscent of the old like i feel like this was a really new take and i thought that that was really cool i think i agree that the 
fantastic uh that the characters were really fantastic i think that they were all super yeah. interesting i can't wait for cast uh, and or yeah that'll be a great disney plus movie. series it's another plug plus for plug. disney plus yeah of course of course Man, i hope you're getting paid for this <laughs> Hail Disney. Um, <laughs> but uh and and like i think yeah the ending just like the hallway scene the the experience of, of watching this movie for the first time is crazy right it, you it cannot be matched because like, i was like i felt like a little kid like i was like yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh like, it was well, just like well, well not only that there's like the math massive like catharsis at the end on scarif right yes yeah and then 100%. you think okay wow the movie's over okay yeah that was that's probably how it should have ended yeah yeah and then the yes. hallway scene oh my gosh dude one of my favorite just moments in star wars like i'm not even joking. I, I totally I agree just, i totally agree oh it just makes my heart very happy it's yeah it's not like it sets up perfectly. Yeah, you could yeah. watch that and then go watch A New Hope and exactly. And they they bleed together very well. Like if you watch them back to back, it works. Yeah, incredibly. Um, okay. Any final thoughts, or should we go on to the Last Jedi? Final thoughts. Um, K two S O, great droid. I think that's a. I think the in the, some of these newer movies, the the droid additions have been really good to the Star Wars. I, I completely agree. Yeah, and I, I'm very excited because he's supposed to be in Andor as well, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. I, I'm super excited. I love K2SO. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move into episode eight, The Last Jedi. And I'll let you do most of the talking on this because I think you probably have nicer things. Sure, sure, sure. Here's my, here's, <laughs> here's my opinion of The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi like has some of the greatest scenes in Star Wars, without a doubt. I don't know. That's my, that's my personal opinion. I think I from think... a c- cinematic perspective, yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... There are scenes like scenes on Canto Bite, which kind of distract from the story. But I think scenes like the throne room scene, yes, scenes like Luke on crate, which I think are I pretty uh, up there in terms of Star Wars moments. I think the throne room uh, Ray Ren type ordeal. I think yes. when you watch that for the first time, I think it's unlike almost anything. And then Luke agree. on crate is like, is, you're just mind blown, right? Yeah. And a, and a lot of like, a lot of where I get enjoyment from this movie is like thinking about what I thought about the first time I ever watched it. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you don't really know what to comprehend. It's, it's a, obviously it has its flaws. Sure. Yeah. But I think it's just a beautiful movie. Yeah. Yeah. A little background on this. Scott and I went to like a late night showing of this yeah. back in the day with one of our buddies. Um, and yeah, I, I, I completely agree that the, the first um, viewing of it was unrivaled, mainly because I kind of don't like it as much every time I watch it. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about our favorite parts of it. Um, Scott, are you cool? We've talked about this before. Are you cool? I'm coming back for my, I'm going to have a whole episode discussing my thoughts on the sequels. So would you be down to, to come and talk with me more about that? Kind of balance me out. I will return if we release the Jonah cut. Okay, perfect. Okay, <laughs> deal, deal. Deal. Um, um, yeah. But I think that I you hit most of my bullet points that I have. I think the throne room scene is fantastic. I think Crate is amazing. Yeah. I think that this is possibly the most visually stunning Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, cinematically, it's just fantastic. It just looks there, good. There's a scene I, in the movie, like where everything goes quiet and I'm not going to say why, yes. but it, everything goes quiet after 
so much noise. And I think that's the most beautifully shot and yes. beautiful visual experience in the Star Wars universe. I, can, that's, I, that's I agree. Fine. I think that that's, I, I love that, that yeah. scene as well. Um, I think that Mark Hamill shines, even though that he yeah. didn't love the iteration of the character that was in the movie. I think that they did a really, and I think that that could be tweaked by just a couple writing he he put in a stellar performance here. But yeah. I think that he did fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I think that the nicest way that I can put it is this movie subverts your expectations. You're, you're not, you're going to be caught off guard in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll go more into my full thoughts on these <laughs> sequel movies uh, later. I, I'm I looking sure. this, 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 this episode is for positivity only. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, any final thoughts or should we go to Solo? Uh, let's do solo. Let's do solo. Okay, moving right along. I think that this movie is far better than people give it credit for. I think yeah. that it, it got a very bad reputation because I think that it's a little bit of a unnecessary movie. I don't think we, I think that they probably could have served themselves a little bit better by going into another character rather than such a well-established and beloved character. I think that they were kind of get, get uh, some flack for that either way. But sure. I think that I think it was a great cause for Han's cynicism, just kind of why he doesn't really trust people and is kind of out on his own. I think mm-hmm. that Donald Glover is the standout as Lando Calrissian. Yep. Um, I, and I love Woody Harrelson's character as well. Uh, I think that the locations in this movie are some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, and I think that it's just a fun movie. Like I just, I enjoy it. It's not going to be the one that I'm like, Hey, let's just, watch solo like out of the blue but it's like it's it's not one that i would be mad about watching either like it's it's a very i think that it's a very solid movie i totally agree it's a, it's a fun action adventure right yeah you you um i, I think it has some great scenes the the castle run yes was an awesome scene i think Fantastic. that was awesome yeah i think get some pain from that just that reference back in um uh, a new hope it's just like yeah i love it <laughs> something about what was the line in solo is like oh not if you round down or something exactly it's like yeah it's like yeah that, that's just classic con i love that <laughs> exactly yeah um what else about this movie i thought amelia clark is kira yes but a, a great performance i completely I, I didn't know what to expect with her character given that like obviously han and leia have a history in the trilogy but yeah i think she did a really good job and i very unexpected i think so too. along with um with Paul Bettany's character. Oh, dude, I completely forget that Paul Bettany's in this movie, but yes, yeah. he's fantastic. Dryden Voss, right? Yes, yeah. of course. He's awesome. Um, yeah. And then, dude, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I just think that, I just think it's good. I like it a lot. And I think that it got, I, I don't know. I think people just were looking for reasons to hate on it, but I love that. I love the kind of like almost world war one trench trench warfare vibes at the very beginning, whenever he's yes. in the empire. And those were awesome. I just think that, I just think it's good. Like I think, yeah, I just think it's a solid movie. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, uh, now it's time for Rise of Skywalker, and once again, I'll let you talk for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so personally, I, I quite I like Rise of Skywalker um, when I watched it. So it's like Disney. I don't know they they've put themselves into a corner with this one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, unfortunate things like the passing of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. They probably couldn't go all the narrative directions that they wanted to go. Definitely. Um, and I think the the use of Adam Driver as a villain in, in the trilogy 
hurt them almost because mm-hmm. he's such a likable like you you kind of feel for Ben Solo, you feel for yeah. Kylo Ren, right? So you almost need a, a bigger bad to be the main antagonist. No, I, and I so and so they bring back Palpatine, and and they tie in Palpatine with a couple familial ties. We'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We we're we're past the point of avoiding spoilers. It's okay. Okay, yeah. Sorry for anyone who's listening. Um yeah. Um and I think they they wrap it up well. I think not all the storylines were as developed throughout the trilogy and throughout this movie that I I'd, I'd, I'd like them to be, specifically storylines with Finn. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's it's a fun movie to watch. It's just a fun yeah. movie. I think uh, having Lando in at the end, yes, was awesome. What else from this movie? Do you have a favorite I, part, John? I think it's a very exciting movie. I yeah. think that it keeps you entertained and it holds your attention. And my pitfalls with it is when I start really thinking about it afterwards. But I won't talk about those later. <laughs> Uh, I think that there's some solid closure with a lot of the characters. I completely agree that I wish that they had developed some of them more. Um, yeah. I think that there's some decent twists. Um, I will I mean, say, I think Adam Driver's acting as Kylo Ren and Ben in this movie is incredible. 100%. He carries the movie. Um, it, the, his tortured kind of yeah, persona. Just, insane. The, the, you can see the conflict in him. And yeah. He just portrays that beautifully. And... I think that once again the visuals are great. I think there's some solid emotional moments. Yeah. Um and I think that they could have played off those a little bit better, but I think that overall I think it's better than I give it credit for, but I just I tend to focus on the things that I don't like it more than the things that I do. Sure. That's why sure. I'm, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I think yeah. The majority of my opinions come from like what did I feel like after the first watch? And I feel like after coming out of this movie, I was like, wow. That was very satisfying, you know, I in agree. terms of Storylines were wrapped up, and um, it was just a it's just a fun movie to see like Ray and Ren kind of fighting on the on the on a place that we will not mention. Yeah, I completely agree. I I think that after the first viewing, and that's like what I said in my first point. It's like while you're watching it, it's amazing. It's just I think for me at least, when you start to think about it and the implications of some of the things that happen afterwards. A little too in depth because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> you can't overthink then, these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, then, then it starts to get a little iffy. But that's that's just. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's my. I two get cents. it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that more in another episode. Stay tuned for that one. Um, okay. So I think that's all we have for I have spoken. I'm gonna move into a really quick. I've got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. Okay. So. There's a reason that we're only doing movies in this episode because I didn't feel like I could in good conscience do Uh favorite things about shows and movies because Scott Fonseca hasn't watched The Clone Wars. Uh Uh-oh. And I really want the world to know that because he's... I I, I think I might have called him my friend earlier. Technically, he's my friend on probation because he hasn't watched Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, yeah, I could talk about... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This wow, is... okay, yeah. I, I I thought you might bring this up, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
I mean, I could talk about anything, anything in the Star Wars universe that grinds my gears. And this is the first, I've got a bad feeling about this segment that I'm doing. Is this is the first stuff. one? This is the first one. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm kind of honored. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I should watch it now because then I just discredit your entire first, I got a bad feeling about this. No, you, what you should do is you should go back and watch episodes two and three of this podcast, which go through my roadmap of the Clone Wars, which makes it easy and manageable to watch. Um, and I think that there's really no excuse for you to not, especially since you've been on this now. And um, yeah, Fair so enough, get you know. and I think that, yeah, if any of y'all want to start a hashtag Scott's the worst until he watches the Clone Wars, then feel free to do that. And just like, I'm not going to say you should harass him on social wow, media, yeah. but like, if you did, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't discourage it. You know what? That is a very long hashtag. I don't know if you <laughs> want to type that hashtag. <laughs> You need you need something more more snappy like release the Jonah cut. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's that's all that I got for. I've got a bad feeling about this, but um, but I'm I just wanted, I just wanted to call. I just wanted to call him out a bit. I'll get uh, to it. And then okay, let's go straight into our first segment of the rank of master. You are on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Okay, so essentially, what we're going to be doing in this segment, it's going to be an ongoing incentive for people to come back as guests on this podcast. So you essentially start out as a youngling. That is your starting rank. And each time you win this segment, you move up a rank to Padawan, then Knight, and finally to Master. And you'll be given three questions of ambiguous point values that get progressively more difficult. And much like the real Jedi Council, I will let my personal biases and opinions of you as a person sway me to whether or not... uh, you should progress to the next rank as well as your performance, I suppose. But wow. um, <laughs> maybe if you're okay. one more, you, you might be in a better standing with me. Yeah, I have a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> um, hey, hey, that's, <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, and also, if you ask for context with any of these questions within uh, the movies, I may or may not give it to you. Who knows? Um, so, the first question that I have for you, Scott is where is the main Jedi Temple located during the Clone Wars era? You just had to do Clone Wars, didn't you? (laughs) It is on. You don't have to watch the Clone Wars to know this. You know that, right? I know. I'm just blanking. Coruscant? Yes, Coruscant. Woo! Okay. Um, Okay. You're one for one so far. Okay. What is the terminology for an alternative blaster projectile setting characterized by a unique sound, blue ring, and non-fatal but immobilizing effect. So it's not going to kill you, okay. And it's like the setting of the blaster? Yes. So there's a, a blaster setting where it's like a pure beam of plasma that can, like, kill you. Is it, okay. Is it called stun? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I don't okay. think anyone who's listening knows how stressed I am right now. <laughs> He's two for two right now. Woo-hoo-hoo. Well done. Yes, that is called the stun bolt. And if, uh, if, you're watching, if you watch the movies, that's like what the stormtroopers do to Leia in episode four, A New Hope. That's what Leia does to Poe in episode eight. Uh, it's essentially just an immobilizing blast, uh, non-fatal, but it will knock uh, a person out assuming that they're not like above the threshold for like, I think that there's some beings that are big enough that like stumbles that affect them. But, um, okay. So last question, 
for this segment, and then I will make my verdict on whether or not you should uh, progress in rank. Okay. But what is the name of the iconic score that plays during the duel between Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode one, The Phantom Menace? Okay. The Duel of the Fates by John Williams. That is correct. Yes. All righty. So the council has made a decision. And by the council, oh. I mean me. Okay. You will progress to the rank of Padawan. Congratulations. Yes. So congratulations. You're the first winner of the rank of master. And you're I'm... not on this council. And we do not grant you the rank of master, but you do not have to take a seat. So congratulations. Okay. Yes. Next, next time you're on, we'll do this again. And if you win once again, uh, you will progress to the rank of knight, and then you will only be one step away from the rank of master, uh, assuming that you win. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how do you feel? I, I feel good. You know, I kind of, in retrospect, I kind of liked Youngling. I think that would have been a good, like, musician name. Like, oh, yeah. Youngling. Yeah. But no, Padawan, also a good musician name. Yeah. Hey, now you're safe from the Youngling Slayer 9000. So <laughs> don't worry yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get gotten by... Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Exactly. Um, okay. So this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave y'all with a little bit more. All righty. So today what I got for y'all is a little fact about Ewoks. So the Ewok language is called Ewokese, and it is actually a combination of Tibetan and Nepalese. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but Nepal's language. And so... Yeah, so that's your little your little tidbit because I don't think that that would ever come up. I'm, I could have actually brought it up when we were talking about Ewoks in episode six, but ah well. Um, Do you know how to speak it, Jonah? I uh, yubnub. Ah, so it's yep. Ewokese. Ewok Ewokese. No, but but since <laughs> oh, you know, Ewok oh, oh, it's Ewokese. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I see what you did. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> slap. Um, we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's staying in. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that's all that we have for today, folks. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. This was super, super fun. Um, thank you so yeah. much for having me. I had a great time. Dude, this is a blast. And yeah, of course, we'll have you back on to talk about the sequels or maybe before that. But uh, yeah, so thank all of y'all for listening. If this was y'all's first time, I really hope that y'all appreciated our ramblings about these movies. Uh, if y'all want to check out more of our stuff, all of our uh, episodes are up on our website. Uh, that is twinsuntalks.wixsite.com slash twin-sun. Uh, you can also find them on YouTube. That is, uh, we are Twin Sun Talks Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for updates about when uh, episodes are coming out at Twin Sun Talks. Uh, that is all that I have for y'all today, folks. Scott, anything else? I think that's it. Nothing. Thanks okay. for listening. Uh, okay, so y'all have taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, folks.